First of all, for joining me on Coffee Conversations with Vivian. So we are a podcast that really is about telling the African music story. And I have been wanting to speak to you for the longest time. And I'm so excited that this is finally happening. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for agreeing um, to this interview. And congratulations on your new offering. I think it is absolutely thank you so much amazing i am actually in awe of your work um so so before we even get started for my listeners um you know the the loyal coffee conversation listeners um i want to first introduce you because i think you are you are a talent that is worth introducing you are one of the the greatest musicians that we have seen in a very long time um so with me Today on Coffee Conversations with Vivian, I have a an amazing storyteller, a composer, an arranger, a trumpeter, a musical director, Ndivala uh, Antonina. I think he is one of the, the greatest musicians at the present time to grace our stages. I am talking to Mandy Sijanchis. Welcome to Coffee Conversations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I feel I feel like I've made it. Oh man. So <laughs> you know, I always like to to take it all the way back to the beginning of, of, of the journey, just so that you know people have context to who Mandisi is, you know, to um how he got to where he is right now. So let's take it back to a young Mandisi growing up in PE um and picking up the trumpet. I don't know if you picked up the trumpet first or you discovered your voice first, but I guess that's why we have this platform so that you can, you know, give us a, a, a clear understanding and just context into you growing up as a young boy in PE and how you you, you picked up the trumpet and started singing. Um, Monday's grew up in a uh, in a family house, um, a big family house. I grew up in a big family. For a very long time, I was the youngest. I was, um, I was the youngest um, of, of all the kids. Yeah. And so everything, everything that I did, I was just trying to copy. And I was copying um, my sisters. I was copying my cousins because they were older than me. Um, yeah. So even picking up instruments, the instrument, I picked it up because they were playing, you know, in the church band. And yeah. so um, automatically, I wanted to do it. Um, with singing as well, they would they would come home and they would sing, and so I wanted to do it. I, it didn't feel like it was my choice. I just I just I just did it, you know. Yeah. So it's something that just happened to you, and it was just there for you, you know. Um, and I think it's one of, I think uh, with musicians today, it 
it is very prevalent that you know music exists in us um and mm. I, I i almost pick it up immediately when you start singing so let's talk about then um your move to cape town and then um training you know musically i understand that you did classical you did african music you did jazz you you did everything and you you were you you're also a musical director in theater so let's talk about um you know that experience in itself and how it has shaped you um to the person and the musician that you are today it played a big role i think i was in high school when i went to the gramstown festival and i saw the caliber of musicians that had come out of university of cape town Mm. And and I knew I knew that I wanted to be at, at UCT, and yeah. so I came to UCT. Uh, find um, I was fortunate enough to come to UCT, and everything that I had in my head about music, yeah, uh, was taken out. But but a lot of things were put in, you know. So I it validated me as a musician. It taught me how to be a musician. Um, you were surrounded on a daily by great young musicians so we were yeah. pushing you were you were you were pushing each other um and i was exposed i was exposed you know on a tuesday i'd be playing with the orchestra on the wednesday i'd be in the chamber choir on the thursday i'd be with the big band on the monday with the big band so you were playing all this type of music yeah. um, at, a, at, a, at a high standard and when you weren't practicing enough or when you were not doing um, the good you'd be kicked out of those bands. So it was a there was a good community. And outside that, when I started playing, gigging around the jazz scenes as well, I had elders, you know, um, people who nurtured the talent and, and who had time for me. You know, I yeah. I always think of I always, I always think of uh, the, the the guitar player called Max Vitima. He's in Joburg now. Um, he's one of the people who had time for me. He just had time. He gave me time. I was I was a young musician, but he sat me down and, and and taught me how to listen and what I should listen to. I had concentrated a lot on African on, on classical music, you know, yeah. um, and and sort of the Western way of looking at music because that's yeah. what I, I knew. I, I'd studied classical music all my life, and here's a per here was a person who was giving me music from Zimbabwe, uh, who was giving me music from. Zambia and all of the of Africa and saying, listen to this, know these people. Yeah. This music is important. Um, I, I was in his band and he was writing in Shona, you know, um, and, and I was in awe. I'd get lost. I, I wouldn't even play because I just, I was like, you know, and for me, those moments changed me. I played in a band um, of a friend of ours who was Mozambican, uh, mm. Joao Cabral. Um, and also the music he was writing, man, it was it, would, it was just nothing I'd had before. Yeah. So those all of those experiences come from the the Cape yeah. Town community. Yeah, and it was just a, a beautiful combination of everything. Um, yeah, yeah. When we talk about your musical experiences, so um, I think one of the first um, videos that I saw you, um, and it actually went viral. You were conducting a choir. You know, and yeah. I, I I can't quite remember whether Somanda had already come out because I think for me that was the moment where I was like, who is this guy? You know, and I started listening and I was like, oh my God, you know, this is musical heaven. But um it, it seemed as though a big part of your influence was also um coming out of 
the church, you know, um, you were you are a, a choir conductor um, at the Methodist Church. So tell yeah. me about, you know, the experience and the role that church plays in, in your music. And we are going to get into your albums themselves, which I think yeah. are very filled with, they're filled with so much prayer, like everything um, about your music and how it's threaded, you know, and how you tell the story is just, it's filled with, you know, with prayer. But let's talk yeah. about choral music um, and, and your interpretation of it and how church has played a big role in that. That's my upbringing. That's my roots. You know, when people talk about roots, my, my roots are Sunday school and church. The first songs I sang were hymns. Yeah. You know, would, would sit around the table and sing hymns. Yeah. You know? So for me, now people want, I mean, I mean, because we're having a conversation and it's beautiful. People yeah. want to distract, 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 but they want to pull that out, out of yeah. me as, as, yeah, yeah, as one thing. Whereas it's up. not, it's, it's not, it's for me, for me personally, it's mm. everything, you know. Mm. I, I remember I, I used to, I used to say to guys um, when I started playing, we hide it, you know, we hide our beliefs. As, especially as jazz musicians, you sort of you sort of hide your belief because you don't want to offend people because people yes. are, have other alternate beliefs, yes. and so you keep your beliefs to yourself uh, because they are yours. Yeah. Uh, and and but then it would come out of of the music without me having said anything in in the way that I was writing the music or the music, you know. So yes. you know, I I'm a choir. I always say to people, I'm a choir boy. I'm a church boy. Who, who then studied music? <laughs> but if, if if I hadn't studied music, I would be a choir church boy. That, yeah, that's my upbringing. That's it. You know, um, I mean, think think about it. Like, um, I was in school for twelve years. I was in the choir all of those twelve years. I was in church every Sunday. You don't miss church in my house. You know, so <laughs> I was bound to be that person uh, who had that sort of influence. Hmm. And so let's talk about your debut album, uh, Soman. Yeah. I think that album, you know, it did so well. Um, people started, you know, wanting to know who is this man, DC, you know, and what yeah. is it about? You know, they wanted to, to just get into your story. But I think that is still one of the most brilliant albums that was that has ever come out, you know, of, of the jazz space when we speak in the you know, in the South African context. Um, and so this is your debut album. Here it is. Um, the, for me, one thing that really stood out was, was the golden thread of the storytelling, right? So Somandla, as you explain it, is a, you know, it's for you it was fitting because you felt like God was always on your side. Because if we say, if we speak Somandla, we're speaking about God, you know, the creator. Um, so this album then has this golden thread of storytelling where you, you open up um, with a greeting, Molueni, um, just in the way that it flows. But let's talk about, you know, the, I think first the titling of the album, why, why it was so important for you to label that album so mandla. And then let's get into the songs themselves. You know, you, you, you get into Molueni, and then you know, um, 
and it it just it flows. Uh, for me, one of the one of my favorite um, songs on that album itself is Molo Sisi because I mean, <laughs> which woman does not want to be? Which <laughs> woman does not want to be shattered in such as uh, uh, you know? It's it's so finesse. It's it's beautiful yeah. about the album itself and and the titling and how that came about. Um, you know, when you were working on that album, what was going through? you know, your mind um, and, and just how it all came together? I have, we, I, I think, I can't remember when, but I think it's 2018 probably. I had time man, um, from my theatre work. So I had a break and, and I was teaching at UCT and I had a group of students that I'd work with every, every Tuesday and Thursday. And so, I, and, and then I remembered, ah, I've got songs. So I used to bring the songs to them to go and, to come and play and I try some ideas of songs. So I wasn't thinking of, of, of an album. And I remember one of them said, let's do a gig. People want to hear you. And I was yeah. like, ah, no, no, no. I've been doing theater all the, um, for so long. I haven't really been on stage. And then I remember our first gig with that band was on June 16th and we played and people were just like, what? Okay, what? Where's, the, where's this music when I record it? And I'm like, I'm not recording this music. And we kept on playing. And everywhere we were playing, people would say, when are you going to record this music? Because it's in our phones, uh, because we steal it in the, in the shows. We, we want this music proper. Um, and so I, I remember I, I spoke to Mari probably end of August. And he said, when can you record? I said, I'm ready anytime. So we had a date. Um, but it was it was then that I started to think of which songs were going to go into the album because I'd been writing, writing a lot of songs. A lot of songs didn't come to, didn't get into the album because that that's me. I'm always kind of writing and you know I write and keep and write and give to people. So the most important thing then I was thinking what what do I say? What do I want to say? I kept asking myself what do I want to say? And I think the songs that were chosen to come in the albums were songs that were songs that were t- telling a um, story. They were either telling st- story of my grief with uh, or a loss of uh, um or loss of my mother. They were t- telling of love in Tanda. They were telling of my township, where I came from, because the, the, the song Molosisi is a song from Elokshin, you know. It's, it's, it's of a time where men used to highlight girls, you know. What's happening? How are you? Can I just talk to you for a minute? You know, it was, it's, it comes from that time, uh, you know, personal prayers, which talks about where we were. You know, I was, I remember that uh, period. I was obsessed with this idea that I am a creature. You know, I was just obsessed with this idea that I'm a creature. And because I'm a creature, I have a creator, you know. So, so I must always go back to the creator because the creator knows why he's created the creature, you know, because as, as people, we believe in our power and in our might and in our intelligence and in the way of doing things, but we forget that we are but creatures. For instance, this time of COVID has really highlighted the fact that we don't have control over everything, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was obsessed with that idea and you see it because, for instance, on and it just says that, it says, where we're going to end up, we still have a long road when this and this is happening. So a lot of the songs in Somalia 
are statements and they're questions and they don't have answers, but they're asking the, the questions to the creator, you know. So so it was that kind of album, um, how people resonated with, with it. I was totally surprised. I, I was totally, totally surprised. Um, I was telling someone the other day that I think I announced the release of the album on the day it was released, you know. I, just, I remember seeing it on... I remember seeing my album on Apple Music or whatever and being shocked. They'd be like, okay. Uh, guys, I think it's out. I think it's out, you know, because I'm a person who works like that. I don't, I, I'm, I don't post. Yes. Okay, so tell me about the moment you realized the Hyman, this album is actually doing something that is way bigger than you because truly, I believe that it is, you know, one of the albums that is going to continue to do the work. Um, it is going to go beyond what you have envisioned for it. Um, it is, it, it's just so amazing. So tell me about um, when that moment of realization came for you. I guess, I guess, I, I guess when we, when, when you're a performing musician, right, you see the shift in your audiences. Yeah. yeah, I just saw a shift in our audiences. I saw new audiences. Um, we, we were happy. I remember there was a space we, I used to play with all the time, you know, because uh, I think it was bread, bread, milk, and honey, or bread and honey, something like that. We used to play in the space every Thursday, and huh. it was okay. But I remember we booked it the one day, and the owner said, it's full. I went, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, I, it's full. And then I went to Joburg. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, this was funny. This was the moment. This was the moment. I'll tell you. So I go, I'm asking to come to the Orbit, right, uh, to bring the album. And the Orbit is full. They're full, chocolate block. Yeah. And I'm like... Guys, I I can I, I really 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 need to come and and they say no we don't have dates we don't have dates we can't we can't I go okay cool and bless her heart Swonga who was booking for the orbit then found a date for me I think I think it was on a Friday it was it December somewhere that was a Friday I'm one of the last gigs to play at the orbit and then I get there I get at the orbit and the guy who's working there I think front of house or something is shouting, is shouting at people, right? It's like, put more tables. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, we're so full, we need to put on more tables. This Monday, the person is stressing me out. Da, 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 da. So I, I, I say to him, what's happening? He's like, does this Monday, the character was performing today. He's talking to me. He says, we're so full, but, but his people cannot hear anything. They just want to come in. I'm like, yo, so what are you going to do? He's like, this place is actually going to collapse today because we have more people than we, we, we should have, the more capacity, whatever. I go, oh, man, that, that's a good problem, though. He says, yes, it is, but I don't like it, you know. <laughs> so I do a sound check, and he doesn't see. I don't know what happened, but he didn't see it was me. And that place was so full. But, 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 but when people started singing my songs... That's when you realize... Yeah, that's what you know. When when they started singing at me, I, I I couldn't take it. I remember there was a was a day where I was in tears uh, at Untitled Basement when people sang for me Somanga. I, oh. I I couldn't. That, and that's exactly I couldn't. 
that, you know, I think it's an album that really just has to work for you. And I remember mm. every time that um, a gift drops, you know, Banda will say you're coming. Actually, <laughs> within an hour, you, you've sold out. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell? What's up with this yeah. guy? Everybody yeah. wants to see you. And I think it comes um, from, from, a, from a place of your music holding so much um, healing power in it. You know, so, yeah. much, so much space for people. Um, but thank you for Somandla because I, I, I can't get over it, you know. Um, I know we're going to get into the um, sophomore album. <coughs> yeah, yeah. On Somandla. And before we actually uh, jump into Swaga, I want to talk about... Um, these two specific songs that actually follow each other. I know that you already told the story um, of Molos, but Tanda is also like so equally beautiful. It's like, you know, a story mm. of unconditional love. Please tell me about, you know, writing those songs. What is going through your head? You know, um, what what are they actually um, about? What is the story about? Because I think they yeah. are the most beautiful songs um, on that album, I mean, every song is beautiful, but for me, those songs that really just stand out all the time when I listen to it. Um, I remember writing uh, Molo Sisi. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was sitting in a practice room at UCT with a friend of mine called Mesh, uh, Mesh Mashiro. And we, 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 whenever me and Mesh uh, are together, we talk, we just go into deep conversations or whatever. But I'm missing home and I was missing, I, I was missing Brighton specifically, you know. You miss home, but you like you miss the kids playing and the cars hooting. You miss just Ikaslaako, you know. And, and I was missing that. And I remember I stopped Mesh and I went, then I went, and then I went, and Mesh said to me, did you just write that song? I went, I think so. It, it, was, it was in a spare of like five minutes. Wow. He, he laughed. To, today he laughs. He laughs because he's like, this is ridiculous. He, he asked me, he said, did you just write a song? And I went, I think so. Hectic. You know, that was that. With Ndimtanda, I remember I was, I don't know if people, if you know, the people who know Cape Town will know Backstaff Theatre and they will know where the pick and pay is in, in Riverside or whatever the mall is, but like, it's probably like less than a K, you know, so I walk a lot from the, UCT Baxter area towards the shops to go and get something and come back. And I wrote Dimtanda on that walk. You know, yeah, I was walking and I and I was and I remember I was thinking of mundane things. I just wanted to write a, a love song. And I don't think I wanted to write a love song, but I, I always I, I when I was a student, I wrote this piece which was called The Other Side of the Story, right? Because I'm, I'm obsessed with just looking at things on the other side, like just being the other person, just looking at them from outside in. You know, I, I do it all the time. I try and, 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 and look at things like that. So, 
you listen to songs and they're serious and they're specific about the love and they explain the love. You know, you get a lot of those songs. And so I wanted to write about a song which talks about the love that's not explained, just the love, just, 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 just that love, you know, of, of saying how you love your person on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday, mm. you know, not, not, on a, not, not on a Friday night or on a Saturday night, date night, just on the, on the random days, you know, how I wanted to write about that, you know, and, and it came and I, I, I and, and it came, it came, you know, it came because it's like a circle. The melody is a circle. If you listen to it, it goes, so the moment I said, I knew that there was a song. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, so, so it's, 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 cause, cause, cause that's why I'm convinced that the gifts, you know, we get given songs. I, I couldn't have written those songs out of my intellect or the way that it is. They were just given to me. Um, even the way they were given to me proves that they were given to me. You know, I was, I was hungry. I was going to get food and I came back and I wouldn't have done that, you know? Wow. But thank you. That that album, like, I, I don't think, um, even, though, even though there's a new album, I personally can't get over how beautiful it is. So yeah. Into your sophomore album, which literally um, caught me so far surprised. I didn't even know that you were dropping. One day I woke up on a Friday and everybody's like, Mandy's new, Mandy's new, Mandy's I'm like, what are you guys talking about? You know? Yeah. Um, so I went uh, onto Apple Music and I found Twitter. I'm like, this guy, he has just yeah. done it again. So first of all, I didn't know that the expression Twaga was actually extracted from the Bible. I know it as a, you know, a Kosa expression that people normally use having interacted with Kosa people. But it turns out, of course, while I did my research into your album, that it is actually from the Kosa version um, of the Bible, Exodus 14.14, which says, Let's talk about how this came about, you know, um, following. And I think, you know, before you even start talking, I think it's very hard for musicians to kind of like pop um, or, you know, do even better than the debut album. You third outdate yourself with I I actually cannot get over it. There is a song that I'm stuck on. Um, and I'm, I'm going to jump straight into another piece. Um, on that particular Friday, when I listened to another piece, I even went on Twitter. I said, "What Mandisi did on another piece can never, you know, done again." Um, you you are literally in this song, in this one song, in this one setting. You are you are ministering. You are bringing the light closer to darkness. You are you are lightening the the, the load, you know, of of people 
um, you are praying for people, you are ministering all in one city. So let's talk about Twaga and how this album came about. It, it, it was coming. Um, I avoided it for a very long time. Um, I avoided it because of what we've just spent the, the, the minutes talking about. Because what, what, hap- what happens for me is that music captures me. It, it, it captures me. I feel like I cannot move, I cannot breathe, I cannot do anything. So Somalia was that. Somalia kept, it did this. It became a world on its own that I was living in and I could not get out of it. You know, I was grateful for that world. And so, and people were, were listening to me writing new songs because I'd play every gig, I'd have a new song. Or, 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 and so they say, but you have enough songs. You can do another album. But I, say, I, I was saying to them that my spirit is still there, is still on Somalia, right? Oh, so no. I don't want to take, I don't want to take the, the energy of Somalia into Tuaga. That would be uh, careless. Mm. Uh, and I remember starting the conversation of talking to myself, you know, and saying, what, what do you want to do? Which, which road do you want to take? You know, and as you were saying, it's a sophomore album. It's difficult. Um, it's difficult to follow up an album that is done well, um, and all of those things. So you need. I needed time to have conversations with myself, yeah. to get myself ready, and to to literally counsel myself. <laughs> you know, because what happens is that the the first thing that happens when you're going to record a second album is you fear. Fear will get you, yeah. right? And it is this fear that then makes us go to the known or to the familiar, hmm. right? Because, because you say, because you go to the known and the familiar because you say, okay, if I do this anyways, people liked this thing. So, um, you know, but I needed to go to the fear and, expre- and, 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 and experience the fear and go, okay, you're scared now. You're scared when I record in the second album. And then move out of that and say, but then they are my songs. Yes. You know? The audiences didn't know what songs were going to come on Somang. Mm. I, I wrote songs and I put them on the album. And if I, I, was, I was diligent enough in the process of writing, practicing, um, arranging music and doing it diligently and honestly, this album is going to stand on its own. Yeah. You know. And so when I got to that and I started doing things it liberated me. It liberated me. I started looking at songs and treating them and giving them the respect that they needed to be given as songs, not as songs coming after an album that had, had done well, you know. And I needed to understand and, and know that the story I need to tell now is of the people who are who are prisoned by COVID. It's a story of the people who have lost a lot of people. Um, their loved ones, people have lost families. It's a story of people who are dealing with with themselves. It's a story of a people who are just trying their best. They're just trying to put the one foot forward and one foot forward. It's a story of people in darkness who need to be reminded that there is light. Um, it's a story of a people who were trying, 
We're trying despite everything, you know, and that's a different time than the time that Sawanda was written, you know. And when once I started to grapple with these feelings and the stories, I became confident in recording the work. Hmm. Wow. And let's talk about the title. How did that come for you? The song gave the title. The song gave the title. For me, I, in this day and age, we we say the wrong things. You know, you see people all the time on social media. They say the wrong things and their lives are destroyed by just a tweet. A tweet destroying someone's life. A statement, a new statement destroying someone's life. A statement in a in a in a podcast as we are doing it. You know, I say something wrong in this podcast, and and I'm I'm done. You know, um, so those things there are things I think about, but I don't know how many times when those those things happen, I go, why did he say that? Wow. He could have just kept quiet. You know. But but on the other hand, there is this thing where we jab each other in the, in the in the society now. So I say something to you, and people, and then you retaliate. But then we will concentrate on your retaliation, not what was said by me, you know. So then then all of this just says to me, the art of silence is what is going to keep people, you know, uh, uh, functioning. You know, knowing when to speak knowing when to act. Um, it's hard, you know, because we, we have opinions, but it's knowing when to uh, speak your, your, your mind. You know, you don't have to speak all the time. But also as a Christian and as a person who knows that in, in all these trials and tribulations, there's a God who fights for me. Yeah. You, know, and there's a, you know, and there's a God who wants the best for me. Uh, there's, a say, there's a saying I always say to my friends when I talk to them, I always say that whatever best you, you want for yourself, God wants better for you. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. That's it. So one of the things that I really enjoy, right, um, about your, your albums is how you open them up. Um, you open up um, with a greeting. So on Somandla, you open up with Molweni, Uti Molweni, and then on Kwaga, you open up with Umbuli, so which is also a greeting, right? Um, and I don't know, but for me, that is such a beautiful thing because that it says that you understand um, the importance um, of greeting and the fact that even in music, you are stepping into people's spaces, you are stepping into people's energies, you are stepping into people's territories, and you understand just how important it is for you to greet people um, as you introduce these albums. So tell me why that is so important for you. Um, it, first and foremost, it's just to, I pay tribute to my, to my choral music teachers. That's a way of you know, I sing in the choirs. And when we start a concert, you start with a greeting, you know. Um, and so that's my way of just saying thank you so much for that because that was my foundation. Um, it's important. It's, it's important. Um, I, I said to some, someone said that, and I said, there's a closer traditional song which says, Ubotimolo, 
Because we believe that when you're coming into a space, you must knock, you must say hi. You know, a greeting is important. A greeting is, is, is you, you know if a person respects you or what they think of you in a greeting. Wow. I'm going they to don't have to say anything, you know. They don't, they don't need to say anything. How they greet you, you know what that person thinks of you. Um, and that's just that's just a thing I do, and I, I think it's probably one of those things that that will stick with you. Yeah, you speak about um, how this album, you know, specifically addresses the strength and the resilience of the people. Can we just touch on that um, for a little bit? We can spend a lot of time and, and look at what's wrong, right? And look at our hurt, and look at Amangalit, uh, you know, and and all of those things that that have caused us pain. But I like to look at how we get out of that, you know. A, a person, a person, you talk to a person, you talk to, you have a conversation with a person, and they will tell you of what they've just gone through in detail. But 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 you say, but you hear. Look look at you. You hear. You know, for me, I think we, we don't spend a lot of time acknowledging the fact that people get up and they try again. Mm. You know, our strength, my strength is in seeing people who have had worse than me getting up and doing something. Yeah, that's it. You see, my, the reason why I can do things is I look around me and I look, I look at friends of mine who who lost a mother or a father or an uncle and an aunt in one go, but they are still here. You know, I look at the kid who's lost the mother and the father and the uncle, who's, they're left, but they're going to school and they've passed now and they're going to go to the next grade. And I go, surely I can try. You know, I look at the person who's lost a job and, and after they've lost a job, they lost parents and they, lo- they lost partners, but they, they, keep on, they keep on continuing, you know. For me, the resilience of the human spirit is, is amazing, you know, and we can't, we, we, of, of course it's hard, and, and we talk about hardship. I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about the things that we go through. We should, but, but at the end of the day, I think also the stories that we need to hear are those stories that the reason why I kept going, you know, was because someone... Who didn't, who, I did, who didn't even know me sometimes, because these people are not people who, that I know. I watch, you know, when we did a, 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 an episode in the conversation series and we asked people to bring names um, of, of, of people who had um, lost their loved ones. Mm. And the names that came and the names that came and, and also what, 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 what was surprised us was to see the same family four times, the same family three times, and you, you knew that this was the family that lost the people. That's why we continue. That's why, that's why I always say to Bamapile, Sikulela Baba Sindwai, Sikulela Banemitualo, Sikimabapile. What a song, sir. What a song. I. I can't, I, I, I can't, I think every morning now that it becomes. Yeah, holding me every morning. I go to that song and I and I understand it. Um, I understand yeah. that's what you're saying because 
we, you know, we, 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 we are the people that are, as much as we have our own things going on, we are here to bring light to the others. Yeah. You speak about um, how this album, you know, specifically addresses the strength and the resilience of the people. Can we just touch on that um, for a little bit? And so one of the songs that also stand or stood out for me um, on Kwaga is Ndibonisindlela. You're asking for guidance. Um, you're asking for God to show you the way. Let's talk about you penning the song and what was going, you know, through your mind as you were you were writing it. What was going through your spirit um, and and what inspired that song specifically? Ndibonisindlela, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm a boring person. I think I'm a boring person. So I, I live a lot in my head, you know. So I'm always thinking of things and I and there's this thing in my heart that I always have where I go, when 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 the time is right, will I when 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 I'm suffering that ask that that says, show me the way. Show me the way in Diboni Sinjaya. Uh, it says I've been I've been you know, uh, uh, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's, here's the thing, it says, you know, and for me, the Mbela is the thing. I, I, I'm lost, but I might, I, might, I might be lost on another level. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go too far, you know. So, Mbela, so, you know, um, because, because we don't speak, you know, we 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 live a fa- facade. You, how many times have you heard that a friend of yours was going through something, you know, or someone or family member was going through something, but they didn't say, you know, for me, this is a song where I, I asked, I say, whether it's, it's to God or even someone else who knows better, you know, uh, just kind of you know, help me and, and show me the way. Ah, thank you for that album. Um... So I wanted to ask you, why music? I don't know. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think uh, I not, now. It's not even a matter of me asking those questions. I think that yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I, I absolutely don't. Know. Someone was um, was describing your your album as in Buselelo, and I'm. Yeah. And exactly what this means. And the more I listened to it, I said, that's exactly what it is. Um, how how have you, you know, been, I know that you've been performing. I really wanted to see you in Joburg. I'm just like, will I even ever get to see Monday? Like, <laughs> you know, during COVID, because I think um Someone said that out of all the, the 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 expressions of art, music has been the one consistent thing that has kept us together, especially during COVID. You know, um, so tell me about some of the the healing moments for you on stage. Um, you have just started performing this new offering. You know, let's talk about you know those healing moments that happened that happened for you on stage. 
It's a scary thing performing for me. I don't. I. 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 I'm. It's a scary thing, and and I know my bass player Steve always says to me, "Come on, are you nervous, kid? Yeah, who's yeah, whatever." You know, yeah. he never takes me serious because you should see me before a performance. I'm a you know, uh, and because it weighs a lot on my spirit. I don't think I'm nervous of performing, you know, but like. Mm-hmm. You know, it weighs a lot on my spirit because I think I'm, I'm every now and then there will be a realization that mm. you need, there's an expectation um, and you have been given a role to play in people's lives now. Wow. You know, and, and for me, my fear is to take that for granted you know, because I never want to take that for granted. The, 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 the the moment that I've been given, I don't want to take it for granted. Uh, I always want to give my all. I always want to be as honest and, 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 and as diligent as possible uh, in, in, in the message that, that, that I have to give. But, you know, every now and then, I was in Pretoria uh, on, on Friday. Yes. You know, something happens. Something happens between us and the audience. Something happens that where where I can't explain. Pretoria was massive. I'll mm. I'll carry the Pretoria concert with me for for a very long time. All the videos, I you I, know I I want to say to people the 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 moments where where you know that it's just gotten even more yella, you know. Sure. Um, and we were we were playing we, we played two beautiful gigs at Etikin on. Mm, before a week before that, they were absolutely brilliant. The weather was perfect. It was outside. It was so good. Mm. And and so and so, I think a part of us went to Pretoria expecting that. Also, yes. a part of me was just like, yeah. Also, a part of me went to Pretoria thinking, mm, they're not closer speakers. Um, the Pretoria, yeah. You know, da 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 da. As 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 the as the Sudo people, as I said, Kibanyatsi is a a bit. Yeah, you know, a bit. And I know they showed me flames. They showed me flames of all. You know, it was so good. It was in all in all France. In all France, you know, um, when played a theater in a while, um, when played a big stage like that in a while. But just the audience, man, they were part of every nook and cranny of that gig. Wow. I, I think for me, that's it. That the energy, that the energetic exchange between, you know, the musician yeah. audience. And that's why when, you know, when we had lockdown, we were all missing live gigs because yeah. The- yeah. That is you feeding into us and us feeding back into you. Um, but before we go, I think we've had a, a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you but so I much. Wanna, I, I just want to know, I always ask my guests this, what sits at the core of your soul? That's a very complicated question because I think it depends. It depends, you know. Mm. Where, 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 where art, where art is concerned, mm. there's two things. There's, there's two things, I think, if, if I'm thinking about it properly. Mm. In the center of my soul is God. Mm. Mm. Two, 
it's trying. I'm, I'm, and I only say the things, you know, to people that there's a lot of other places where I'm not honest. I might be, I might pretend, I might, you know, do all other things. Mm. But I've always prayed and asked that where art is concerned, I stay as honest as possible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You've answered this perfectly because I think for me, one of the things that I, I had said when I first heard your music, I was like, I have never, ever experienced such an honest musician because it's your music is honest. You are vulnerable. You are you, you are in it. You are in it and you, are, you pour into you pour your entire spirit into it. So. Thank you so much for making time for me. I, I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, what are you looking forward to? You know, how's the rest of your December looking? Where can people catch you? I'm playing, I'm playing um the 16th and 17th here in Cape Town. And they yeah, and they will be my last gigs. They will be my last gigs for the year. Um I'm, I'm looking forward to reflecting. Mm. Mm. I'm really looking for, it's been a, a whirlwind of like beautiful things, beautiful things. I, I won't lie. Yeah. Um, but after I recorded the album, recorded the album, I think in October, you know, I was finished. I was spent. Everything I, I, I was spent. Mm. Right? And as I was coming up, thinking that, oh, I'm starting to feel a bit normal, the album came out. Yeah, you and know? now you're back at it. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm back at it. So back. for me, yeah, so for me, I can't wait to just sit and I've been I've been doing some theater work as well, you know. So I've been working a lot, you know, working and not I haven't had time to actually go, what has just happened? Yeah. You know, yeah. Because, because there, there are moments where I go, I called a friend of mine, I said, What is happening, man? Hmm. I I I just released a second album and it's a second album. People are supposed to say, Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, listen, this album is going to <laughs> it's not even a month old. It's not yeah, know. like you dropped it on the 3rd of December. Yeah, so, I did. Please uh, get yourself ready. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't. Because you are, you're, it's about to do um, something that you, you've never experienced and never seen. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, like, I can't wait to play it. I really, really can't wait to play yeah. it. I really, really, really can't wait to actually like just play it. I said, I said to, to my manager, I said, let's organize something where I, t- I play only that album. I yeah. need it for my experience. Because it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard the way we, we are set up to only play that. But I want to do uh, focused performances just on it, yeah. you know. Um, because because you, you play it, but people want their favorite songs and you have to play their favorite songs. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Please do continue to to give us this beautiful music do continue to to heal us do continue to to spread the light you know because i think no, what you do you are you're really a light worker that is spreading the light you know to people that need it through music continue to tell the beautiful stories through music um i wish you nothing but the best and thank you so much for making time for coffee conversations um no, thank you so much I know you you are you are the king of sellout, but <laughs> I really, really no, no, no. announce another date for you in Joburg that I will be one of the first people to buy a ticket to come and see because I really need to see you perform Kwaka Life. I will hold you to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Watch me. Cheers. Yeah.
Papi, le 